Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Zach. Together, we're Bigger Life Adventures. We're a husband and wife team. We travel, we're entrepreneurs, and we're trying to live life mindfully, unconventionally, and in a way that makes a difference. We're doing it all sober, and we believe the revolution this world needs is inside each and every one of us. Yeah. And we're back. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> so we're making this podcast from our van. Afghanistan is the name of our van, in case you haven't heard that before. You should know that by now. And it's not offensive. It's just funny. No, because it's our own country. And we wanted to find a country that had the name word van in it, so... Afghanistan is almost like a, a, I don't know why it, it just makes sense okay <laughs> and again apologies <clears throat> about the sound we're recording this on my phone once again because we forgot the sound recorder but we have so many good podcast ideas and that we're like we gotta do it anyway we're in Ocean Beach so you hear the planes flying over I mean I re- affectionately refer to that as the OB pause yeah I think this is like the high traffic time because there's been like 10 planes in a row right now. It's perfect. Perfect podcasting conditions. Yeah, but <laughs> we're in uh, our favorite parking spot in OB. Is this our favorite? I think this is the first time we've used it. We've parked here before. Really? Yeah. Not in this exact spot, but... Okay. Well, so far it's pretty loud, so so far I don't know if it's my favorite. But we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, we survived Joshua Tree. Yeah, it went great. <laughs> Don't sound so excited about that. It did go great. Your voice betrays the real story. <laughs> just kidding. It did go great. It was just tiring. It was just exhausting for us. We learned a lot. We learned a lot by being exhausted. I think. And the venue we were working with was not like, there was just some behind the scenes stuff that I don't think any of our retreat guests noticed, but they were just not very helpful to us. So that made it harder on Zach and I and our helpers. Yeah. Well, we got through it. Everyone had a blast though. Like it was so worth it. I don't mean to sound negative by saying how tiring it was. I just think that every retreat we run, we learn important lessons. And the important lesson, the biggest one we learned this time was like, we need, I don't know, more help, less things that only we do, (laughs) something like that. Yeah, I mean, just being camping is challenging in itself. And the next retreat's gonna be in a house, which is gonna be like a whole new world. Yeah. We might actually get to enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed Joshua Tree. It was just like camping makes cleanup harder, setup harder. You're basically setting up a mobile catering kitchen out of a van, which was a lot of work. We could have used a whole extra day to just set up. So we learned that, so now we know but we're super pumped for Big Bear in a house because Zach will have a dishwasher, like a machine dishwasher. I was the dishwasher on the Joshua Tree Retreat. <laughs> and we will have a dishwashing machine and power in the house and we won't have like just solar panel power from Afghanistan that the coffee maker kills and all these sort of behind the scenes <laughs> mishaps that happened. So yeah, I mean, retreats are what we do, but we wanted to talk a little bit more about like our bigger plan. So that's what this podcast is going to be about, like our grand visions. Right. And how this came to be also like the history of it. But wait, before we go into that, I just wanted to tell you for a brief moment about schnooker schnookers. What? Schnooker schnookers. Okay. Schnooker schnookers are the next big thing. Okay. I use them every day. Is this a sponsorship? This is a sponsorship. Come on. <laughs> okay. 
I, I mean, he just, yeah, whatever. We don't have sponsors. So. I thought we had an unknown to me sponsor for a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just made it up. <laughs> hey, do you want to sponsor this podcast, though, for real? We need some sponsors. Yeah, we take it. We don't need it, but. I'll take want, it. I'll take it. Yeah, we might. I mean, we could use some better equipment, like. A microphone. Yeah. Little. We could make some advertisements. Or we if you could... wanted to write us a song. Yeah. Or give us some more Huppy Bars. They donated to our Joshua Tree Retreat and they were delicious. Super delicious. You could sponsor us, guys. Just yeah. saying. Or, you know, Tesla. <laughs> no. I don't need a Tesla. Yeah, but would, would I say this is sponsored by Tesla to get a free Tesla? Yes. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm saying that I I have I would sell out for the right price. Oh yeah, I know you would. That's okay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would sell out for my mansion on the beach. Yep. Or like a round the world plane ticket. I would say this is sponsored by. I don't know, Qantas Airlines. They gave us a free round-the-world ticket. Sure. No, we would never cheat on Snucker Snuckers. <laughs> yes, the big plan. So... Well, first of all, how did Bigger Life Adventures start? Oh, we're going back to the beginning. Yes, you can't talk about the future until you talk about the beginning. Well, well I think we were trying to create something that... Uh, blended our passions, our talents, and like tried to give ourselves like a sense of purpose. Wanted to help people in a way that utilized us to our greatest potential. Right, because we were doing, we were trying to do the digital nomad thing in Thailand, and I was doing consulting at this hostel, and Zach was not working. He was being like kind of stubborn about trying to get a job. And also it was kind of hard for him to get a job there without a degree. But I mean, I was doing consulting for this hostel, which was cool, but consulting is frustrating when people don't actually take your advice, mm. which was hap starting to happen more and more. And then I, I just wanted to do yoga all the time. And I just knew I was gonna do a yoga teacher training in the next year. And I was super excited about it. And I just really wanted to become a yoga teacher and I was kind of focusing more on that dream than I was on my actual job <laughs> that's okay your, your job was I mean it was a job you don't have to spend your off time thinking about it right so yeah we were on this trip with our friend Jacinta shout out Jacinta if you're listening and we were talking about my yoga teacher training and travel and I think she was the first one that just said, like, you guys should do a retreat company because Zach's a really good chef. Carrie, you're going to be a yoga teacher. You guys are travelers. You're good at this. You already have a travel blog. Like, you've been around the world. You're, you know, good at hospitality. You have all this consulting and organization and logistics experience. You guys would totally rock at this. Our uh, original idea was well, we're going to take people to, like, Thailand or Cambodia or... Tanzania. Tanzania or, you know... Right. Somewhere like that. We were like, we're going to take them to the most wild places. Off the beaten track. Yeah. That's what we wanted to do. And we talked about it for, like, three days on this trip in Cambodia with Jacinta. And by the end of three days, she had us convinced that we wanted to do it. And we thought of the company name bigger life adventures um that was like the first like note of having recovery influence because i got that name from something my sponsor said to me she said your life can be bigger than your biggest dreams for it yeah so pretty much after that trip we got back to bangkok and uh we bought the domain name and i started making the website yeah, because you had a lot of free time, so luckily you got a job to do. Yep. <laughs> and then we ended up in Sri Lanka, 
eventually where we went on a yoga retreat to do some photography for some friends of mine and it just confirmed that we really wanted to do this just retreats are fun yeah if you haven't been on a retreat before it's like it's a whole different thing i never had any idea it's like kind of like summer camp but for like adults yes. and you do spiritual stuff and i mean everything I, I... is organized for you so you don't have to like do any planning of your own vacation other than getting yourself there which is awesome right and you just like make really good connections with people that you're just forced to hang out with people that like you have similar interests but you might come from completely different sides of the world and then every day like you build up your friendship and like you don't s spend like a whole week talking small talk like oh well, the weather is so good like you go straight to the big deep stuff yeah totally especially on our retreat and yeah like i'm st i still talk to the two girls who were my roommates on that first retreat we went on in Sri Lanka. Like, That's and we didn't know each other before that. Super cool. Yeah. So. So we went to Sri Lanka and then eventually I did my yoga teacher training and we started planning our first retreats for bigger life adventures. Right. And we went big. Yeah. We were like, we're going to go to Tanzania, Thailand, Sri Lanka. And we'll do one small one in California to start. Right. That was like our idea of just starting. And like we were kind of talking about doing it for sober people, but we were like, anybody can come. Um, whoever wants to come, it's great for everyone. Because you weren't really like sober. Or if you were sober, you weren't really like working a program. So you were still kind of iffy on it. Right. So it was hard for me to like say that I definitely wanted this company to be focused on people in recovery when I wasn't even sure if you were in recovery yet. Yeah, I don't think I was. No. I might have been not drinking, but I wasn't, like, working the system. Right. So, I mean, it was slow going with the business for a while until kind of we did our first retreat in California. And then... After that, we kind of realized that like we were able to sell that one really easily, just like camping retreat. Mm -hmm. Really simple, like not that expensive. And we kind of realized after that that, wow, people are into these camping retreats and we don't have to try so hard to sell them and there's not so much like risk involved mm -hmm. in us. Yeah, because you're not putting down like a thousand dollar deposit like you do when you try to book a airbnb in a foreign country for one week yeah basically all we have to do is buy get a couple of campsites for the weekend a couple hundred dollars you know and it's like it's pretty good mm -hmm. and then we also realized that if we really wanted to go for this we had to focus uh just with people in recovery because there's a million retreat companies out there so we just realized that on our first retreat, we had a good mix of people and some were in recovery and some weren't really considering themselves in that category. But the people who were in recovery were just like the ones who were really like our ideal guest, you know, like, and it might sound weird if you're not an entrepreneur, but in business and entrepreneurship, they really tell you to identify like your ideal client like who is that person what kind of person what demographic what are their interests what are their problems like what are they going through and it should be someone if you're in some sort of business where you're trying to help people then your ideal client should be yourself like you know two to five years ago is what i've heard right so and it's the same if you're looking for like people to follow Right. Like mentors or influencers. Yeah, you look for people who are like ahead of you but on the same path. Right. Um, Makes sense. So once we decided to focus on people in recovery, then I feel like we just, our messaging got way more clear. We had much more passion for it and we really felt like we knew who we were talking to and what we were doing. Right. 
So. But to back up, like, I have a question. What? How did you feel on the first retreat? Like, how did you feel that it went? Because I think both of us had this, you know, grand idea in our heads, but we didn't actually know until we did it if we would, you know, enjoy doing it and feel like we were fulfilling our purpose and all of that. So did that happen? I I mean, it did feel really good. Like, I felt like we were good at it, and I don't think people could even tell that it was our first retreat, like we told them. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'd had lots of experience taking people camping before, and it just felt really natural. Right. Just like, oh, I'm cooking on a campfire for 15 people. Right. Easy peasy. You're so good at that. Thanks. Like... Burning Man experiences have definitely helped you. <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, how did it feel for you? The same, yeah. It felt really good. I mean, starting this idea for a company before I even did my yoga teacher training was kind of a big gamble because, you know, what if I hated teaching? But I think I kind of knew. That's why I signed up. I kind of knew that I was meant to teach something. Like, even if it was just... I didn't really know what. I didn't really know why I felt this calling. Ever since I got into recovery and started exploring all of these concepts of, like, sober travel and sobriety as a desirable life choice and you know the sober revolution and all these things I kind of just felt like I had a message and this was my message and that teaching yoga could be some way for me to share it and then yeah in my yoga teacher training like to take it back I wasn't the most advanced most athletic yogi and I'm still not because that's not what it's about even though Instagram makes us think that way. But I had something, like not to sound egotistical, but I had something in me that was like a natural teacher. And people in my training and my teachers, you know, told me that and recognized that in me. Like when I did my assessment, I didn't, I was nervous, but I just like told myself to tap into like higher consciousness and not let the nervousness come through and just like channel the yoga and I was able to do it source energy yeah so I think that when I need to teach I'm able to really like tap into that and that I think is what makes a good teacher at least in my opinion as opposed to someone who's doing like backflips and crazy inversions yeah and you don't want a teacher that's like reading off of a script right there you can tell when they're really embodying what they're doing right and that's always my goal like to have a good mix of planning and spontaneity which I'm getting better at when I teach but yeah so the first retreat it felt good yeah yeah and then uh then we went back and we tried to do some more international stuff and we tried to run away to other countries again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just kept getting pulled back. Like, to the States. And, like, we were trying to not be in the States because of the political situation. And just avoiding some of the negativities. And just, like, living the simpler life in other countries. Mm-hmm. But we just kept getting pulled back, pulled back. And then we just realized that, like, this purpose that we were looking for and the people who embodied this purpose, well, they were kind of here. Yeah, well, we were trying to be digital nomads because we wanted a simpler life and more adventure and to have, you know, different values other than, like, the traditional American values, I think. And we thought for a while that we could make it work and we could build our business from the road essentially just all online and then we just realized that that was not gonna be super easy and we basically had to 
also do the responsible financial thing, which ended up being to come back to the States. And it was like definitely the best plan overall. Not gonna say I don't miss that digital nomad life sometimes, but our audience is here. Like our people is here, they're here. And for the first time in our lives, we really had that sense of purpose to like achieve something greater that mattered more than just like satisfying our own wanderlust. And I mean, we got a lot of wanderlusting in. Mm-hmm. Like we. Well, I'm not saying we're done. We're no, definitely not. I'm not done. saying that we're done, or but I'm just saying that I I feel like I got my fill for a little while. I'm pretty satisfied. I feel like, as always, you learn more from failures than from success. So I feel like we definitely learned how not to be successful digital nomads because we moved around too much and we said yes to everything and we like didn't have a clear focused path. I mean, I think we could have sustained that lifestyle for many years, just not ever getting ahead. Right. Like you can stay at zero. Yeah. Without doing too much, just wherever you want to be. But is that like really that fulfilling? Or, like, are you able, does that empower you to help a lot of people? No, not really. Right. Well, what I realized was, like, selling people who are in Sri Lanka a yoga retreat is hard. Because they're probably, like, already on a yoga retreat. Or they're already on their <laughs> vacation. Yeah. So you you're, know? like, selling them a vacation on top of their vacation. Right. Or, or like, convincing them that your plan is better than what they were going to do off of chat rooms. and Right. Yeah, and, like, just, it's hard to find a recovery community in random countries. Like, it's possible, but, you know, I feel like the issues that we're really speaking to about recovery are issues that people are really starting to face more in the United States. Right. Like, we could find those people traveling sometimes. But the people who I really want to come on our retreats are the people who are in recovery in the U.S. and kind of have some, like, fears and apprehensions about traveling in recovery. Right. So you're not going to find them in Thailand. Right. They're already there. Yeah, no, they're already... they're not there. Oh, you mean the ones in recovery? The ones are who are scared. scared. Of traveling? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we had a this long and winding road that was very disorganized. And, like, we went down a lot of wrong turns. Mm -hmm. But all everything that we did kind of added up to uh, getting us to, like, where we needed to be in the end. Right. Would you say that's true? Yes. I would say there were no wrong turns. Because everything happened to line up to where it needed to be even though our road seemed very like more like a maze than a straight road i think we, right. we went through a maze for the last few years i feel like we're just now starting to come out of it well, we built a maze for ourselves <laughs> yeah we really did it was like okay get sober move to asia be a digital nomad um do a bunch of like marketing work and just barely make ends meet go to yoga teacher training the blah 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 travel all around but, start a company go back to asia come home <laughs> okay buy a van the that's thing where about we are <laughs> what you've learned in the last 18 months yeah i've learned so much like you've pretty much you put yourself through yoga school through marketing school now i'm in ayurveda school you're in ayurveda school like I mean, we were have got a van halfway built out. Yeah. Like, how many videos did we make for people? How many videos did we make for ourselves? Like, 50. At least. At least. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's just the start. Yep. Like, we have made some progress. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I think, like, we're, we're, we're like, healthier and younger than we were when we left for Asia. Yeah. Definitely. I might have more scars <laughs> from... You're definitely healthier. Like, 
I, I mean, I'm healthier also. That's one major benefit of the U.S. is just that being able to, like, get out there running and hiking is a lot easier. And There's we, a lot more beautiful, like, hiking trails that are easily accessible. Not even that. It's here. like the air quality is better than Asia. Right. Like, we have more access to organic foods and mm -hmm. <laughs> other health foods. It right. might be expensive, but, like, you can tell the difference. <clears throat> like, when we're living in Bangkok, I'm going to go out and buy fried street food every day. Yeah, while you breathe in all the toxic pollution, that's, like, really <laughs> terrible for you. Yeah, but, I mean, I just love that city. Right. I miss being able to go out and buy fried food anytime I want. You can still do that. Just go to KFC. That's disgusting. Whole, it's, disgusting. it's less disgusting <laughs> to me to buy something, french fries from this lady cooking them on the streets of Bangkok than to buy it from McKernel's kitchen. Oh, well, that is true. Because she at least, like, brew them in her yard and cut them herself. And... Even not. Like, she puts, like, that's all she does every day is cook those potatoes. And, like, the love she puts into them. Right. Whereas the Colonel's fry boys, <laughs> like, they don't give two shits about your <laughs> fries. Right. They just want to go home early. Yeah. Oh, I feel like this is a tangent. It's definitely a tangent, <laughs> but worth it. Right. No, I miss Asia too, and like, I definitely still have dreams of being at the point where our lives and businesses are so successful and running smoothly that we can just go for like a couple months and travel again, or I could go and like teach yoga at an awesome surf camp in Sri Lanka and just live that like hippie dream life again. Right. But I mean, we I can mean, do that. We have lots of time for that. We will do that if we want to. It'd it's just be just... easier if we already had like some bank account and you only had to make enough money to like support our lives. Right. We can just not worry too much. Right. You can go eat smoothie bowls whenever you want and I don't have to judge you for it. Yeah, you judged me a lot for that, mister. I n never really had a job the whole time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we it was a hard time for us in Asia. We fought a lot about money and work. It was hard. We were figuring things out. Like, we all, all both of us had some, like, big money blocks that we had to get through. Mm-hmm. And just, like, figuring out our relationship and... I mean, uh, we lived lifetimes. Yeah. Seriously. We did. Just remembering some of the things that we've been through, like, I can't even believe it. Yeah, we should do a whole episode probably on, like, I don't know. I feel like I could do a whole episode on just, like, seeing your life split off into two options and, you know, knowing that both could be true. They might yeah i believe in the multiverse like my, carrie in the multiverse like went to india didn't mess up her visa got divorced from you shaved her head <laughs> cut ties shaved her head you're probably still there i'm probably still in india in ashram. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah that's carrie in the multiverse i guess yeah interesting anyway but I guess, to get back to the point, we're both very multi-passionate people, and we've had so many different jobs in our lifetimes, not necessarily many careers in a Western sense where you, like, pick one thing and do it forever, because I don't think <laughs> either of us believe in that, and also, I just think when you're a multi-passionate person and you have so many different skills and interests, it's hard to stick with one thing for more than a few years and we both kind of just love to travel and like have taken a lot of jobs that enabled us to quit easily to travel and it all added up to give us a lot of different skills to pay the bills yo no really skills to start this company and know what we're doing yeah and uh, now we we know what to do, I think, and in the future, we know, like, when we hire more people, like, we're going to, we know what we need, want them to do, mm -hmm. and 
we can uh, kind of be looking over their shoulders. We can be better bosses. And um, just, I think we just really know what we want now. Yeah. I've never been this confident about what I want. That's for sure. Right. In mm. the past, I've always just been like, work is work, work sucks, it's a means to an end. And now I'm like, this is my purpose, this is my passion, this is what I want to be doing, um, I want to help people. I mean, I wish we could help with more people to just find their purpose. Right. Like, along the way. Because I feel like so many people just spend their whole life working so that they can get to this age of, like, retirement or whatever lies we've been told that this right. retirement is going to look like. Retirement is the dream. Yeah, but then when you get to retirement, you realize that, like, this is kind of boring playing golf every day. Going on cruises. You, how many cruises can you go on before that starts seeming like a different type of hell? <laughs> you know? I don't know. We're never going to find out. <laughs> so I'm just like, why not, if I can just live my purpose and keep working until the day I die on this, like pursuing that purpose then that's that's a dream to me mm -hmm. well that's why I'm now bringing in life coaching and recovery coaching into our business because I do want to help people who feel stuck because I feel like a lot of people in recovery can get to this place of stagnancy right where they're like okay so now what do I do I just go for the American dream okay well that's not always super satisfying it's not satisfying to me some parts of the american dream just make me want to like ugh. right so but i mean if that's what you want to do then all power to you you should have the opportunity to do that but if you want to do something else you should have the opportunity to do that also yeah i think we're just good at thinking outside the box and seeing ways to do things differently and i do love helping people with that right so uh, any other points that you want to touch on well while we're on the topic i'm kind of like talking about it already i am doing ayurvedic recovery and life coaching now so it's a, like a combination of health and life coaching so it's a one-on-one -on -one program for people who are in recovery and feel like they could up level their wellness or their spirituality or their you know like career goals or any anything really like Ayurveda is saying that our habits and our lifestyle is our medicine so if you want to work with a coach on like habit change or finding more wellness or you know just learning more about Ayurveda and how it can help you then I'm I'm up for that. I'm taking clients. Right. And you're getting really good at it. Like just at these workshops we've been doing and stuff, I can see it. Right. Well, I'm studying now, so I'm studying for my certification, and I'm just, like, sometimes I play the lectures without headphones, so you have to listen to them too, but I'm just, like, learning so much. It's Super so interesting. interesting, yeah. But with that, um... Like, what are our big dreams for the future? Well... We want to sell out more retreats. We want to sell out more retreats. Make them longer, I think. We want to also start giving scholarships for all our retreats. Yeah, so we have been giving a 10% back to specific charities, which is great. As the last retreat, I think we donated $700 to Charity Water. And the next uh, retreat at Big Bear, we're going to... Um, give a similar amount to uh, the Heron Project and Project Heal. Project Heal. But in the future, instead of giving 10% to another charity, we would like to have 10% of our spots reserved as uh, scholarship spots for people that are uh, not financially able to um, pay the, the um, fees to get into our retreats. We can um, support them through these scholarships. Right. Because these retreats, like, you go so deep. You experience such community with other people in such a short amount of time. Like, 
in Joshua Tree, it was just amazing, like, hearing everyone just be super open and vulnerable and courageous with what they shared with each other and, like, making these connections that I just know they'll keep going on. And then, I mean, we think we have a lot of valuable tools to teach and, you know, make you feel great mind, body, spirit. And we want that to be accessible to people who are not just, like, the people who have money for this sort of thing. We know there's a lot of people who want to come that don't have money for whatever reason. So right. we're going to try to give away free scholarship spots from now on. And there's... Starting out with the Arizona retreat. Right. For Big Bear, since it's in a house, the scholarship is $250, which just covers our costs. We're not making any money off of that. So it's, it's about half, less than half price. Yeah. Less than half price. There's one spot still left for that for Big Bear. And then for Arizona, we're giving away two free scholarship spots. And like uh, always with our camping retreats, like we ha it's kind of like the sliding scale. You can get whatever you, uh, you can go for something more luxury or you can go for like the tent camping. Right. And we always accept, like, donations if people want to pay, like, a little bit more to help out somebody that has a little bit less. Right. Yeah, I mean, that would be, like, a thing that could, that might be one of our goals further down the line. We just need to do more research to figure out if, like, Bigger Life Adventures itself should become a non-profit or something. And then we could do our finances completely differently and make our retreats more accessible to you know everyone and teach more like, if we could get funded through donations mm -hmm. then um we could ha definitely have different types of retreats yeah we could do retreats that were entirely for people like in early recovery or you know economically disadvantaged populations and stuff like that so we kind of have a lot to think about before we decide to go that route but that's down the road and yeah. it's, it's good that we're uh, starting to think about this now before it comes to it right and so, what, what else do we want to do um i mean we also want to open a retreat center yeah so that's a big thing uh we've actually started working on this already um and i don't know if we need to talk about like where it's gonna be or anything we have a location in mind yeah it's an awesome place but, um, I mean, it's going to be, we want it to have everything that you need to heal, but not be like, it's not going to be like luxury or pretentious. No. But. It's not going to be like Oprah level retreat center. It's going to be more like Camp Poe in Sri Lanka. Shout out Camp Poe, <laughs> if you know what that is. <laughs> I mean, we're thinking like glamping and then uh, a central area for sound healing and yoga, shala, maybe a swimming pool. You know, it's going to be... Like hippie vibes. Hippie vibes. But like glamping hippie vibes. Yeah, for more like older hippies. Right. Yeah. It'll be like boutique style glamping experience with you know nice bathrooms and like power and all of that yeah and we just want it to be like super sustainable mm -hmm. like, i want it to be zero waste no plastic yes for and sure. it's also going to be vegan for sure if we do food which i think we want to do food at this point i think you have to do food because your food is so good yeah we have to do food and um no alcohol on premises right or drugs so I think the goal of having a retreat center would be so that not only could we host our organized retreats there, but also we would just have a safe place that people would come and like book their own vacations and their own groups. And you know, we could have it as a space where other recovery yoga teachers could host events and retreats and workshops and just anyone that's like vibing high and doing good things in the world that needs an awesome place to bring a group or bring a workshop or bring a class or something like we could have it there i think i mean even people that aren't in the recovery community are a lot of the more spiritual people are already moving toward this like no drugs and alcohol type right environment yeah i mean just sober people in general like i'm not saying it's only going to be a recovery retreat center i just want it to be like 
you know, no, like, substance-free, sober, high-vibe people who are on the path of yoga, basically. Right. The real path of yoga. Right. So I think that's going to be, like, our main goals is to follow the um, true path of yoga. The eight limbs. The true eight limbs. Yeah. And not just, like, completely focusing on, like, asana. No. We want to teach, like, all elements of yoga and really live out the principles in how we create this place and this business. So people staying there, they will have the opportunity to practice all parts of it. And right. Not just, not just, like, the certain parts that are trendy on Instagram. Yeah, it's not going to be, like, a Coachella retreat center. <laughs> Maybe near there. Well, I was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking all about how Coachella and how Coachella is just not about the music at all because it's all about, like, what everyone's looks are and how they have to have, like, three different looks, a different look for every day, and, like, you know, posting it on Instagram and, like, seeing how many likes they get and all this well, stuff. Everybody do that. Right. And that's what Burning Man's all about nowadays, sometimes. The new people coming. Right. Ruining Burning Man. I guess what we're saying is this is not going to be, like, the Instagram pinch of my rasna by the pool yoga retreat center. It's going to be pretty Instagrammable. Yeah, but it's going to be also the real deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to judge you for putting on makeup and taking selfies in my pool. <laughs> they can do that. You Not put on makeup in the pool. Wear makeup in the pool. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> it's going to be a sign. So how are we going to open this retreat center? Well, I mean, we when have... When we live in a van <laughs> right now. We have some of our own money and we have some uh, no, <coughs> passive income projects. Why are you saying we have our own money? We do have, <laughs> we do have some we have some stocks and things. Oh, okay. We have stocks. Thank goodness. Beyond meat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean it, it's that and we have some passive income Airbnb projects that we're working on right and those, so those will help fund things but uh, also we're just looking for some investors mm -hmm. some people that want to like have, may have some extra money that they want to throw into like helping create uh, safer spaces out in the desert and Um, I, I, I think, like, maybe you want to just, like, put your money someplace for five or ten years. Probably five years is enough, and we can, uh, fund this project, and, uh, I think what we're looking for is about, uh, about a quarter million for to cover the entire thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> it makes me giggle nervously when you say it. But I mean, it's not that much money in the scheme of things. That's like a, a one-bedroom and house in San Diego. So. Right, that's true. And I mean, everything leading up to now has been putting us on the path to do this. Like, we almost got an investor for $50,000 to open up a hostel on the beach in Sri Lanka. And at the time, like... A year and a half ago that seemed like a ton of money to me and like super stressful and it fell through so now here we are we've just you know up leveled more and more in our lives and in our work and our goals and here we are and we're like quarter million yeah let's do it <laughs> i mean really like what, what we're looking for is a place so maybe we can have 30 people staying at a time and you've managed places that have 100 people staying at a time. Oh, yeah. 110. I, I mean, I've, I've cooked for 30 people at a time, like, millions of times. So, like, everything that we're talking about is stuff that we've already done with success. Right. So, and just, like, bringing them, we feel passionate about the message we want to bring, the life we want to live, and about our skill sets to live up to this point. And I, I think we have, like, uh, some other people we want to bring on board Right. already picked out. They don't know it, but... <laughs> well, I would just love to, like, help people who 
also have skills that we need who are also on the same path to have awesome jobs and get brought into something cool right and yeah it's true like i've managed hospitality enterprises through construction through renovations i've managed 110 crazy drunk kids through cinco de mayo like i think i can you handle that. this you can anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's the dream we're manifesting it yes like mofos so we just gotta get our airbnbs to bring in tons of money so we can save it for this project and then we gotta find the perfect investor who i know is out there yeah you guys are out there yeah or it doesn't have to be one investor it can be several or many just people that feel passionate about this kind of idea and helping people and like um just people that trust us because mm -hmm. we're pretty trustworthy people we have good credit too we do fun fact <laughs> we'll pay you back <laughs> we promise you're not gonna lose money with us i would just rather get the money from good people instead of getting it from the bank right because those guys suck it's hard to convince banks about your dreams you're like don't you want to help people in recovery they're like we want to help ourselves put money in our bank <laughs> right no i mean i feel like the perfect person is out there and we're just entering the phase of learning how to find them yep so putting it out into the universe speaking about it that helps everything but in the meantime retreats are not stopping the retreats are turning out we're planning more and more like so we talked about big bear uh, we talked a little bit about arizona that's going to be in august mm-hmm um and that's gonna be a little bit longer so we're playing about four nights for that one yeah three nights four days oh wait it is four nights four nights My bad. five days yes i can't do math it's late at night yeah so <laughs> we're gonna that's gonna be awesome it's gonna be focused on hiking and outdoors and just uh, like our, um, it's going to have some glamping with some yurts in northern Arizona near the Grand Canyon. So, all the standard stuff, breathwork, cook, cow ceremonies. Vegan s'mores. Vegan s'mores, that's our staple on our retreats. And, um, whereas uh, with Big Bear, the food's going to be mostly raw and vegan. With Arizona food, I want to do more like a rustic, like, barbecue style. Like western style western style cooking on vegan the food. fire oh yeah that'll work well yeah i have some cool ideas about stuff i want to check out and we might incorporate some like foraged stuff from the forest around there too because yeah. it'll be uh it'll there'll be a lot of stuff growing and both of those retreats big bear and arizona include a private session when you come so it's either a Ayurvedic health consultation or a recovery coaching session where you get to sit down one-on-one -on -one with one of us and like tell us what you're going through, what you need help with, what your blocks are, and we can maybe try to help you see things in a new way. And you could get Reiki or a private breathwork session with Zach as well. Or just some like nutrition or cooking advice. Right. That's really, true. We're really open. So. Yeah, we have a lot of skills. Like we said, multi-passionate. If you need help with something, I'd recommend the Reiki because I've been having crazy results with that recently, and it's really exciting, actually. Yeah, you're, like, doing it now. You're, like, you can feel all the differences in different people. Uh, I just broke through to some new levels, and it's really fascinating. Just, like, as I've just been doing it with... Uh, with breath work or in a yoga class or something and just spending a little time with each person and it's pretty amazing to notice the subtle differences in people's energies and then like moving throughout the room from person to person and by the get to the end like it's kind of like the whole system of people is working together and you kind of can feel all of the energies like balancing each other out 
it's kind of like grounding the electrical system or something. That is cool. I don't know. It's fascinating. I'm still like still learning. Yeah. But it's incredible. Give me some more Reiki. Yeah, maybe we do it tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need it. Um, but yeah, uh, after Arizona, oh, we have some more stuff in the works. We might do some backpacking adventure or something yeah. a little different. And of course, we're going to schedule lots of workshops at Burning Man. So if you're going to Burning Man. Yep, we got workshops at Burning Man. We'll be in Anonymous Village. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do uh, breath work and Reiki workshop for sure. Yeah, I want to do free Ayurvedic health consultations That's for people on the playa. Awesome thing to be bringing out there, an awesome gift for people. Yeah, and uh, like I might try to do some kind of other workshop that involves like some kind of anti-aging type meditation. That would be that cool. I'm developing Burning Man is the best place to test out the stuff. Test out new things. Yeah. Everyone's super open and yeah. willing to get weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like, this might be weird. They're like, yes. <laughs> like, this might work. This might not work. Okay. Test it out on us. I'm open. Shove it in my veins. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. <laughs> unfortunately. Not in Anonymous Village, though. We won't shove anything in uh, your veins. We'll shove it in your brains. That rhymes. I know. It's funny. I'm so funny. I think I'm getting slap happy though. It's time yeah. to go to bed. Anyways, uh, at Bigger Life Adventures on the Insta, same tag Facebook. Oh, and virtual um, breathwork five day challenge. Oh yeah, I'll give you guys so much stuff to do. You can't even pick. You should pick it so all. So if if you could have if if I would say there's a list of top things you should do. Number one, give us tons of money for the retreat center. <laughs> yes, uh, number two, please. um, just sign up for this virtual breathwork retreat that's coming up. It's a five-day challenge. It's only $22 for the whole thing. And for five days straight, we'll do a little uh, breathing meditation for 30 minutes every morning. Or you can watch it anytime throughout the day. But it has, like, the retreat vibe because you can uh, you have a little community to uh, um, bounce things off each other, your experience, how it's going. You're, you can be like, was that weird for you? That was real weird for me. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was weird for me, too. You know, okay, great. We're doing it right. We like to get weird. So. <laughs> Yeah, you can find all of this stuff on our website, Bigger Life Adventures. We have a page that has all of our upcoming workshops. You can sign up early for discounts usually and uh, sign up for any of our retreats, leave some deposits. Or for my birthday party. Oh yeah, we're doing a cacao ceremony out in uh, in northern Arizona. It's going to be cacao and breath work. And full moon and my birthday. Yes, bound to be powerful. Yes. The full moon is coming out for my birthday. Well, breathwork and cacao on the full moon is a super powerful experience. Yeah. We're so, going to get all our crystals charged, too. Yeah. But, yeah, head over to our website. Check all that out. And, yeah, leave us a comment, a uh, review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, whatever you can click that says like or five stars or something, wherever you're listening. That, that would, would help, help us out so much. But thanks for listening to this. Please share it with your friends. And um, yeah, peace out. Namaste.